Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Story Studio Podcast. For those of you who are live, didn't know we are going to do it again, did you? Some people already <laughs> left. They're like, okay, well, they're leaving, but too bad. We're back. Um, so we just talked on the last episode about um, about research, about doing research for... Um, I, I sort of realized like on the fly that there are two main reasons I do research. One is to avoid making mistakes. One is to proactively add in some really cool detail that that people are going to appreciate either because they have knowledge of that and then they're, I'm including them. Oh, I know that band. Oh, I know that, that book. I know something that you're, you're referencing in a lot of detail. It's like finding an Easter egg. And I realize that it overlaps a lot with what we wanted to talk about today, which is um, watching or reading other stories to gain inspiration. And so I was imagining originally the sort of thing that, we, and we'll talk about this. So with Unicorn Western, we were watching one Western for each book to sort of get a feel for the tone. But I also have watched or read entire things as research so that I know more about a particular topic. So, Or I even think as a mood. Like you'll watch an entire movie that has nothing to do with anything other than, oh, there might be a mood or a look or even a sound that's going to influence this particular thing. That's what I was looking for, for the the work in progress, which interestingly, I haven't really found it yet. Um, And I was looking specifically for mood. So the the one I remember with this that we did. Just a quick question. Is The Machinist on that list? No, but that's an interesting... yeah, I wonder if that's one that matches the aesthetic. Yeah, maybe I have seen it, but I don't remember it very well. I I should pull that out again. But I, I know I did this. We we talked about this before. We did this for one of the Unicorn Western books, and the reason that I've referenced this before is because it's so sideways to it. Like you would never think that this would be an inspiration piece for the particular book that we were writing, but it was. Um, was it? Th- there's two of these mag- magician movies that I was confused. One is the Prestige. Oh. It's the prestige. Yeah. What was the, what's the other one that I'm confusing it with? There's another one about magicians that's very similar. Are you thinking of the illusionist with yeah, the Norton? I am. So it was the prestige then, which is like Tesla versus Edison and you know But like, it's got this real like um that there's a scene that I, I wanna say it's either it's turn of the century. It's either very, very late eighteen hundreds or very, very, very right. early nineteen hundreds, um, in Colorado. And it's it's Christopher Nolan, so of course it looks beautiful, <laughs> but it's just it it's like I just remember the snow and the lights, and um, I never I wasn't asking Johnny to read it. I was just referencing that look and the watch beat. it. You mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I I just mentioned that that kind of aesthetic in in the beats, and Johnny um, he he watched it, and it, it shows up. You can feel that kind of vibe. And like the average reader of that sequence is not going to be like, <gasps> especially since it's just a sequence. It's not the whole book. It's just it's yeah. just one part. But it it did give him some kind of like anchor to to write. And you know, uh, Dave and I very much did that before we wrote White Space. Um, we spent you know we were watching The Killing, and now White Space and The Killing not remotely similar. They're just not. But there is a you know rainy Washington, just kind of like oppressive vibe um, that made it. You say oppressive. I say awesome. (laughs) Um, Potato, potato. I I do think that, that trying to find your, your inspiration from um, shows that you like, you can't. And I know that, that Dave does get worried about this a lot. 
you know, that, that okay, so-and-so so did that, and now my idea is going to seem derivative. Um, but in, in truth, it's really hard to be derivative because you have such a, a strong voice. Well, I think it depends how much the idea stands out. Like the ending of The Sixth Sense. You can't fucking do that in a movie. That Well, that's fair. That's fair. But But in your version of The Sixth Sense people would have french fries and milkshakes and piss a lot. Well, <laughs> right. No, my uh, I I had a version of the sixth sense before it was a thing and it it um yeah, so it, it became something else obviously. But I I hated that cuz I was like that's my fucking like I went in a theater I'm watching I was like that's my fucking idea <laughs> and like I couldn't yeah. do it. But but see, I I would just like okay if I had if I had let's say the exact same idea as the sixth sense. Yeah, I mean the story wasn't the exact same, but the twist was the same. Well, if you take the elements twist, that were the same, then I would just change the. I, I would subvert that part of it and make it so that it's well, not a twist. It's up front, and then it's like, what do you do with the scenario that now that you know this thing right up front? It's it, you just you take the twist part out of it and you make it the end of the first act, and, and then and it's we, like we had that problem recently with something that was on netflix i don't want yeah. to talk about it right now but yes but i had this but i had this dream like a year ago and i was like it would be so fucking awesome and then i had another dream which added another thing and something came out on netflix that had both things in it and i was like fuck you netflix yeah and it was pretty funny because the um the dave had a he dave had the pitch and i'm like oh that's cool let's roll with that we'll get to it someday <laughs> and, yeah, and then the, the the trailer for this thing came out like an hour and a half later, and Dave was like, "Do you know that? Do you know that somebody even copied you on the whole I had a dream thing? <laughs> it's nuts." So, wow, and, and I also uh, Dexter was the other story that I wanted to do, and obviously my story was different than Dexter's, but. Um, yeah, like when when the idea is very specific, like you couldn't do Dexter without people comparing it negatively to Dexter. Yes, but but we've I, I can think of two different places we've done Dexter and done it in our way. And well, yeah, but it was difficult for me to get over that because I didn't want that comparison. And it pisses me off when I get a comparison when it's an idea I had before that goddamn thing even came it, out. Is but one of them is one of them Mauricio? Is one of them Mauricio? No. Uh, yeah, actually, I was, I was. That's the okay one because that, that the reason mine. I wanted to pull that out specifically is because I think that you guys have different definitions of what it is to use the same the same idea. Well, I would never, mm. ever, ever think of Baricio as anything like Dexter at all. Like, but I could see why somebody would say that, and I could see why Dave would say that. Um, but I don't think I don't. I mean, he's a serial killer, right? But not every serial killer even if they kill for good reasons, is Dexter. Dexter is a, you know, he has very specific DNA as a character. On slides in his air conditioner. Well, I think that that's the thing is you can, you can borrow, you can be inspired without copying, which I think is sort of what a lot of this is about is, so doing the sixth sense and having that same twist, okay, that's really in your face, but you could have a lot of the same vibe. You could have somebody who communicates with the dead. You could have a little child character who's, well, you've had this character a lot, I, I believe, who's just kind of, you know, doesn't fit in. And like, you could borrow all sorts that of pieces. That doesn't sound like it. a Dave character. Well, that's true. Fuck he's older, he doesn't fit in. If he's younger, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> if he's really young, he didn't even make it through his Christmas. 
No, babies always die on Christmas. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you should wear a t-shirt that says that. So what other um what, what was Santa Claus from the bag of penises? Oh wow, there wow. it was. They're right there. It's I disavow this podcast. I don't want to be a part of this show right now. Uh, <laughs> Look how hard he's laughing too. It looks like he's gonna give himself a heart attack. I barely slept, so I'm a little loopy. A little loopy. Oh, Santa with penises. So um, but what about the the differentiation I was making before about um ask like watching something for just pure inspiration, like I was talking about with the mood of that one scene, versus um I, I talked in the last episode about how I did something where uh, H.H. H. Holmes from the, you know, the serial killer was a character. So like I watched entire things on that. Like I, or, and I read the devil in the white city, which is about him and the Chicago world's fair. So what about that delineation? Well, I, I think that you, you want to be, you want to know what it is you're getting out of any piece of entertainment. So, um, it, Sometimes I'm watching something and it's specific, but most of the time it's not. Most of the time I'm just, I'm watching whatever. Um, and lately I'm kind of deferring to Cindy. Whatever she wants to watch is fine with me because I'm not specifically wanting to watch anything. And I figure whatever I'm watching will, you know, ultimately influence in some way. So right now we're watching United States of Terra. Um, and what I'm getting out of that is not at all what I expected. Um, when I said, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and watch that show, I thought it was going to be something with a cool performance from Tony Collette that was going to keep Cindy amused more than anything. But I'm, I'm seeing like what they do with the depth of character and you know what they do, what, what they're trying to say with the things that we keep inside ourselves and you know the stories that we tell ourselves and the things that we do to protect ourselves. And so um, like my favorite scene so far um, is... Uh, there's this scene where the son who I want to say he's like 14 years old, maybe like a freshman in, in high school. Um, and, and he's gay and he's, um, he's making out with, uh, this other kid who's, um, his dad owns or not his dad doesn't own his dad's like a pastor at the church. And so, um, you know, they're hooking up and then the, the mom, um, changes her name's tara and she changes into t who is the high school like like i don't know just real promiscuous high schooler is this other form that she has and so she seduces the the boy that her son likes and it causes this right it causes this huge rift between her and her son and her son is just furious at her and Brie Larson, who plays the daughter, has been furious at her every episode. And it's the first time that you see her like sticking up for their mom and kind of like understanding what this thing that she's going through is. And she says, don't you realize she doesn't want you to get hurt? So she's trying to protect you. So she turned into T and took him away from you because she can't forbid you to see him, but she could ruin it for you. And like they're doing really interesting things with character there that like I wouldn't normally see and i'm not planning on i'm sure at some point we'll write a multiple personality story because that kind of does fascinate me well, but we have nothing have. yeah <laughs> we have nothing on the deck right now that's multiple personality but having said that the things that i'm learning from watching united states of Terra will invariably show up at some point because i don't know how at this point to watch something or read something without like pulling a few tricks out into our collective bag. I think uh, I think a good thing to do is um, 
to look at to look at shows that were really good, then they lost their way. Like, I'm thinking oh, Hero, I like this, Hero, yeah. Heroes is a good example, I think. Heroes started off strong and then just completely shit the bed. So you take something like that, and you're like, okay, I want to do a show that doesn't get bad on right, TV. right. So, yeah. so you see what the fans liked about the how it started and then what they hated, and you can sort of you know put that into your own work. Obviously, you know you don't want to copy Heroes, but sort of that sort of like what did that show get right? what do people res what resonates with people and what turned them away and kind of craft your story in that way i and like that example too because heroes <laughs> was a, a show where they on the on season one up until the finale the finale really really was just like that season one finale was off but up until the season one finale that show got pretty much everything right and then yeah. from the yeah finale i love the originals one, yeah and then the 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 series finale or the season one finale and pretty much the entirety of season two was just like, what happened? Where did this show go? Like I'd never seen a show drop off so much from one season to the next. Um. So w one of the things I mean we talked about this a little bit, but I'm right now trying to find the vibe for a project. So it's somebody we we actually have a third collaborator. It's me, Sean, and another guy. I think kind of that's what's throwing you more than anything. Yeah, it, it really is. It really is. I should just I should just close the walls down and just stay where I'm comfortable, where I'm used to working. But um, I asked for like just some visuals, like what give me some inspirations of um, music we've used too. So. Uh, a book that we wrote a few years ago. It ha actually hasn't come out yet. Sean, actually Sean and Haley, Sean's daughter made a playlist and they were all, all the songs were kind of like, um, they were all very feminine and, uh, and angry. Right. So they were kind of like, um, girl revenge songs basically. Yeah. And so, yeah. That's, that's probably perfect. Right. Revenge. And so, so listening to those, or at uh, least aggressive, aggr yeah, aggressive, I would say aggressive or revenge. They were both or, or, are pissed off. And so listening to those, I know really kind of got me in the mood. I know that also when we were writing one of our more literary things, I listened to um, a bunch of Bob Dylan, Dylan. Yeah, which, yeah. which informed, um, we informed it while I was writing with the dream engine, which is a steampunk sort of universe. Um, I, uh, listened to the soundtrack for sucker punch, which is, as um, Zack Snyder movie. Yeah. And, um, it's not a very good movie really, but the soundtrack is, is really good. Though. And it is beautiful. It is beautiful. And I considered watching that again because I'm trying, I'm still trying to find the vibe of that this. That guy has the best, like, or the, the widest, like, quality to, um, quality of visual. To quality, quality of story. Story. Like, his ratio is crazy. He makes these beautiful, beautiful things that are just, like, confounding. That are just kind of, or ridiculous. So that that's, I think, what's given me a lot of trouble with this current book, because I am, am having trouble with this current book, is really finding the vibe. So um, I watched, I mean, I, I've watched, like, a whole bunch of stuff, and nothing has really totally hit it for me yet. So, like, um, I think one of the things that I was given is tone-wise Black Swan. And I actually hadn't seen Black Swan. So I watched it, and I went... Yeah, that didn't help me. Um, I get why it was mentioned, but it just, it isn't the same. It wasn't applicable. But then to give you an idea of sort of the the breadth of experience that I'm trying to get here is another one that I watched was, um, and I'd seen this before, is Dark City. Um, and I loved that. Yeah, and it had a really cool vibe, and um, but that wasn't quite right either. But that's a lot of what it is, is what would this look like on film? What would it, what would it feel like? Like, what would be the gut feel that... Um, 
that the, that this would have. I think Primer was on that list too. And finding something like Black Swan, Primer, Dark City, and Escape from New York was another one that I watched on my own. Well, that's the problem. Blade Runner. You, yeah, you yeah. asked for you asked for a list, and the list of stuff was like Varied. there wasn't a lot. Of, yeah, yeah, there there wasn't there there wasn't anything. And we've had that where we have big lists of stuff, but we can point to the common element. So like when we were, there was a project where we had Vanilla Sky and Mulholland Drive. And, right. these are, you know, th- these bo- these stories don't necessarily have something in common, but you could say, oh, well, they're all like some kind of weird fractured reality or, you know, there's something that you can say. Well, Sean, if you the- think of anything that feels like the right vibe for this for me, because you know my process way more than, than our third guy yeah. does. I feel Let like I know. really need to actually put some attention into this. I feel like I need to like put you onto the right movie because it'll like. But it's turn so not about story, and that's the thing I was asking. And I might know of the movie too. Like if you guys talk, I, I'd actually there. love to brainstorm that a little bit when we're done. Yeah, we should do time. that for a few minutes. But yeah. it, it is really just the mood, and that's what's so interesting about it is our 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 third guy when we were talking was um he was like well the stories are so different and I said what. Well, story doesn't matter you know there's nothing of the illusionist in, or not the illusionist of um the prestige. prestige in that unicorn western book there's um nothing there's nothing uh, no that's not true the one that 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 um well there is some like there's a that like the vanilla sky the mall have Holland you Drive. seen looper have you seen what looper i have any vibe there because it's got maybe, kind of a, but but yeah. that's the thing. I feel like I've stabbed in the dark long enough that I need some some precision shots. Cat uh, Vansel points out something that I'd forgotten about heroes. Uh, the writer strike really hosed that show. Oh yeah, and the other thing that that really screwed it up is um, NBC kept moving it around to different nights, and if if I'm remembering correctly, they moved it around to different nights, and when it didn't perform as well. I think they really started like tinkering with the the writing of it. That happens with a lot of shows. Like the networks will they'll they'll misjudge why a show isn't performing, and they'll they'll, they'll want to get in the kitchen with all the cooks and like, oh no, you gotta you gotta fix this or fix that, and it just loses its original vision completely. Yeah, that's true. But I think there was a little bit of hubris with uh, Tim Kring there i think that he thought like because if you go back um do you remember what show was exactly parallel with heroes what it was lost mm. and so, so the big fanboy thing was which show is better okay like yeah. they, they both had their their debut season and they both came back for season two and it really was like which show is gonna rule all and it, it, it just never happened. and i really think they they siler took off in such a way that they wanted to neuter him a bit. And they're like, well, we can't have him doing that. Now people like him and you forget what people like them. <laughs> yeah. That's actually kind of, that's actually pretty hard now that I'm thinking about it because I did watch season one and, and Siler is the big bad guy in, in season one and he's a mystery. And then when you finally find out who he is and what he's doing, then it's like they fundamentally changed the character and they did make him likable. And so you have to decide, like, what kind of – you almost need to know that in advance. Like, if we're going to run into this guy, how are we going to set the stage where when he's likable, it doesn't ruin the plans for the show? And it feels like that may have happened there. Yeah, and it's hard to it's hard to circle back from that. Uh, Johnny, this is a uh, 
random question, but um, you, you've watched Under the Skin because you referenced it a couple of times. I think even in the Beats ones, right? Yeah. How does I, that vibe? I, I have. Um, that one is just so slow and plodding. And it, to me, it just, I don't know. It's a weird combination because it needs to have the vibe, but it needs to have, it needs to hook me too. Like the, I like the, that movie up until the end. <laughs> yeah, it just kind of petered a out. Brutal ending. Yeah, brutal, but also it just it, it does just kind of end. Yeah. I mean, after some brutal shit. But that it, I didn't particularly love that movie, and I think that that's what would ruin it for me. Yeah, it has a cool vibe, but without so like Dark City, cool vibe, and I really like the movie, and I think that that and there's so much mystery in that. That's the other thing. In our current story, the one that's given me some trouble, there is a good deal of mystery, but it's not. It's not like the mystery of the character in Dark City where he doesn't even know and nobody knows. It's more like just the reader hasn't been let in on it yet. So finding some of those elements, that's actually a good question is I wonder what it takes to what it is that makes a good inspiration for me anyway versus one that just kind of misses. Upstream color. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing but mystery. They live. Well, like what elements work for you guys? Because we, I actually got, you know what would be really helpful to me, Sean, for this hmm. is if you hmm. could curate John's suggestions. So he gave us, it's like he gave us too much. So he gave hmm. us visual inspiration. He gave us- um, Is that in a text or an email? Um, I, that was in a text. But there's also like he gave us, a, he, I asked for for audio too, because I, I do, like I'm inspired by what I listen to. And, but he gave us so much audio. Do you remember that? And it was all over the map. So trying to zero in on any specific thing, it's like I have too much vibe. And I've been trying yeah. to find it. I, I was listening to, um, I, I listened to the Sucker Punch soundtrack a little bit when I was writing it and that didn't quite work. And then there was something else I tried. And, and then I wrote for a day listening to KMFDM. And for some reason that kind of worked, for, at least for the day, but it didn't work the next day. So trying to find like what is consistent, what keeps me in the the mood. And I don't know if there's too much other shit going on. And it just doesn't work. Yeah, okay. So, so here's here's a, here's his list. This is a, it's, it's an interesting list. So uh, Shutter Island, Primer, Old Boy, the original. Fuck, love that movie. Yeah, that has great use of... Uh, I don't know, space, I guess. Um, uh, Groundhog Day, Jacob's Ladder, Memento, Looper, Moon, which I was just going to mention, actually, Cube, Dark City, Another Earth, Black Swan, Inception, Stalker, Under the Skin, Vanilla Sky, The Killing of a Sacred Deer, Donnie Darko, Gattaca, and Annihilation. Right, and I can see why those were on the list. Um, without talking about the project, it's hard to say, but I can't even tell you what the project is because I don't really know yet. Like, I do know, but but only in broad strokes. So I could see some of the just baseline stuff being Gattaca in feel. And I, I would think in colors. Like, I would imagine that sort of muted green, like sober palette. Um, but I can't see that for anything. Like, I can't see it for the big picture. I just see it in certain scenes. Or like... The um, the interview scene, I didn't end up using this at all, but I know we, we talked about the interview scene for, um, there, there's like an interrogation and we we talked about like a, a Matrix vibe, like when, yeah. when Neo is in with the, um, the agents. And um, that's the sort of thing that like, that would be like, oh, okay, I can imagine this. This is a Matrix 
sort of feel to it. And I would disguise it in a way that it wouldn't jump out at people, but that sort of thing really helps. I think for, for, for me, speaking broadly here, um, like it, it depends on what element of the story I'm kind of working out. Um, am I working out the characters? Am I working out the, the feel for the location? Am I looking for uh, an overall vibe? And that really dictates what I'm going to watch. Uh, like sometimes I'll watch a movie just for the the vibe and like let the right one in or let me in either one of those. Uh, like I love the vibe and I also love the, the characters in that. But it might not have anything to do with the story I'm telling other than, you know, a few general things like alienation is a big theme of, uh, of that movie yeah. um, and friendship. So those are two things like my story might have nothing to do with. Yeah, I think that's all Johnny's looking for too. It's just like a spark, really. Um, But but Johnny, I actually had a a thought on approach that we can talk about once we're once we're. Yeah, I'm curious because uh, I mean, spark is a good word for that. So with Devil May Care, when when I was listening to Dylan, it was like um, it it informed the first scene, which is like in a Kentucky town, and that was all it took. Like once I had that. Yeah, then it was like, okay, I see this, and and it, the music kind of made me feel it, and there's a little bit of an on-the-road sort of thing. But once they were on the road, I didn't need – I actually stopped listening to Dylan. I don't remember what I went to. Um, but th- then there there was another book that used the entire um, Oasis album. Like, it actually oh, yeah. used it, and that's one of my favorite – I couldn't quote lyrics or anything like that because you can't do that. But I used it as inspiration. Yeah, you still got clever. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. So being able to see like what is the um, sort of the th- it's a big picture thing that I think we haven't successfully really hit. Yeah, agreed. So any uh, final thoughts on on inspiration? How do you, how do you keep the entertainment value? That's another question. For me, that's actually not a big deal because I'm going to enjoy it no matter what. Yeah, that's not a big deal at all, actually. Um, I mean, and and I'm with you with like Riverdale. If something's really bad, I just take the opportunity to enjoy hate watching it. So, <laughs> you know, it's it's like I I I want to be entertained. So whether I'm watching something with my children or you know with Cindy before bed, I'm going to be entertained, even if I'm learning from it. But I actually have found that now that my children are older, like I'm not watching things generally that I don't like. And even if like we'll start something and we're just not into, I don't know what we started the other day. We, we watched one episode and we're like, yeah, we're just not going to watch that show <laughs> because it just kind of didn't make the cut. It was okay. God, I don't even remember what it was, but it was something with, you know, seasons on TV, whatever. And we'd heard good things and we watched the first, it was probably like you with OA, you know, it's just like, well, this, this, this doesn't really feel like the right vibe. I'm not going to finish this. Um, to be clear, I did get halfway through the OA season. It's not like it was the pilot that turned me off. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, it doesn't really change from that. <laughs> it's, did you like the, uh, that one with, um, Emma Stone and Jonah Hill? Yes, I did called? like that. It was called maniac maniac. That's what it was called. Um, I yeah. did like that. I liked that a lot actually. Yeah, that was a, that was another one that was just kind of weird and did its own thing and didn't really try to tell a traditional story at all. Um, but but it worked. It, it definitely felt like Roman Sands at its more indulgent, also, um, but not in a way that that I minded. The OA, if the if the OA had had a different finale, I would have been okay with season one. I just felt like it was leading to something 
bigger or somehow better, but I'm, I'm intrigued by what Dave says <laughs> about season. Two. I watched the finale again and I still, I, I liked it even more next time. Wow. Mm, maybe I have to go back to it because I think we do need to hate watch the rest of Riverdale. If for no other reason than the live slacking, because I'm, I'm enjoying <laughs> that. Um, but, but it's, uh, but then maybe, maybe after that, I'll give that another try because we, we're sort of between shows right now and it's hard to find something Robin and I can watch. Have they, um, uh, have they, have they dealt with Luke Perry's death yet? No. And I'm real curious about that because, and this is totally off topic, but whatever, it's a story studio podcast. The, I always wonder how they're going to handle that because you need to address it. Like you can't be on the show anymore, but you don't want to be dismissive. Right. So right. like you as the writers, like you need to, she died on the way to heaven. Right. Like you need to be respectful about it. <laughs> so that then it's like, well, so do you, do you have his character die? But how could they do that? Because they didn't shoot anything. So it's not like they, they, they would have to be died on the way to his home planet. So I, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do it. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm curious. I'm also curious. Um, I think he was some of the, the weight behind the, um, the Beverly Hills 90210 reboot. And so, I wonder if that's going to happen. Oh, I don't know anything about that. Yeah, they're 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 rebooting. He should be it. the thing behind the nine hundred two one zero reboot. <laughs> Jason Priestley, what's he doing? Yeah, so so it, you know who's watching that? Oh, are you kidding me, dude? '90s nostalgia? Are you kidding? I me? love nine hundred two one zero. I would not uh, watch a reboot, no, but I loved the original. Stop it, both no, of no, you. no, no. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, so they had the reboot in the two thousands, right? So they, they that were was more than enough. I'd probably okay, hate but, it today. <laughs> yes, but the the re, the reboot now the premise is that they're trying to reboot it, and that <laughs> <is replaced themselves. laughs> so meta. So it, yeah, so it's a little bit like episodes is is the vibe that I'm getting, and I actually think that's kind of awesome. <laughs> so like you know like supposedly like Luke Perry was like I don't want to do this like that was his role in the show, and now he won't be able to do it because he's dead. I can play that role. I, would I like don't want to do that. it. <laughs> Dave does have Dave, the steamy heartthrob thing going on. Dave, would you ever be in a in a television show regularly? Mm, like if somebody that's such wanted a strange to question. No, no he's I, not I an actor. Sh- I'd write a show. I don't want to be. No, 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 no. That's you don't get to write a show. They just oh. want to put you in a show. Would you be a re- Would you be in a reality show if they threw like a ton of money at you and it was like, like Dave's life and it was like a year you had to have cameras. <laughs> follow you around <laughs> no i'll answer that i hate all of that <laughs> or he'd say yes if it was dire enough and then try to sabotage it or something what if it was a million dollars and they followed you around everywhere for one year but they're guaranteed a million? that's not enough <laughs> really <laughs> for that level of invasion of privacy you gotta realize who you're talking to Sean. <laughs> yeah th- that's true i've just i i know I, I know other things that you've said that you would do for a million dollars so i'm just i have a metric here <laughs> or two i i yeah two two no i i don't know it, it would really depend I, I guess if i was desperate enough i don't know <laughs> but still i mean that's a year that's a long ass time it is. I wouldn't do it for a year. All right. That's where uh, that's where the show stopped being interesting. That's where it happened right there. Yeah, we're done. Okay. All right. So I guess we're done. Um, thanks, everybody, for listening. And um, I don't know what to say about that. So thanks for listening to Story Studio Podcast. And uh, more, more Dave on the reality show. And we'll talk to you guys later.